Okay, ready? Great British Baking Pod, Great British Baking Pod, Great British Baking Pod, with Tessa and John, and Nick and Jensen, Great British Baking Pod, Great British Baking Pod, Great British Baking Pod, Oi, mate, welcome to the Great British Baking Podcast. We've got all kinds of recipes. Nick was just doing his own. I always forget that. Trying to stay in the, you know, I forget that the goal is for us to say it in unison. He started at the top, he said, Brat Hag, Scallywags. Alright. This really? show is a yeah, show. Yeah, I just I think it's the cacophony and laughter and silliness. Mm-hmm. This show is a show of joy and laughter. Thank you. This show, I'm an anchor. Look, watch me go. This oh. is a podcast uh, where we are loyal, loving fans of the Great British Baking series. And we are discussing series 11, also considered series 8 on Netflix. And we uh, talk about our, the bakes and the bakers and the whole drama and experience of it with love, admiration, and enthusiasm. And we would never <laughs> say a single bad thing about anyone that was on the show. We may do that Ever. a little bit, and we're going to change our ways. We'll we're talk gonna about change. it. We're gonna, um, this is a turning point. I'm Tessa Hirsch. I'm Tessa Claire Hirsch. Hello, Tessa. I'm Jonathan Braylock. Hello, John. I'm Nick Shepard. Hello, everyone. It's Jensen Titus here. <laughs> yes, we are the hosts of the Great British Baking Pod. Um, we wanted to take a moment to say... Uh, Rest in peace, uh, um, Louis Troiano, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I don't know. We try to look it up. Um, he, he recently died, passed away, age 48, of cancer. Uh, he was on season five. Mm-hmm. He's a very sweet baker. Yes, um, he was one of the bakers. He's such a he. He was one of the bakers who was creative, enthusiastic. He he brought so much light and sparkle and giggle, and he did some amazing architectural bakes that were just absolutely um, exuberant. He was so and, sweet, like uh, really good energy. Yeah, it's hard when Where someone leaves feel- the uh, the tent that we call life, but I hope that he had right. some, you know amazing bakes of life experience in addition to his beautiful bakes on the show. Wow, way to thread that I in with that. your bake language. He I love that. He left the tent called life. He left the tent called life. But here's the thing. The special thing about Great British Baking Show is that it brings all these beautiful people into all of our lives yeah. and we get to care about them and think about them. And and this up brings me to my next subject, <laughs> which is... I've been following Ermin on Instagram, and honestly, she gave her she gave her audience a good talking to on Sunday, and I think she was talking directly to me and us in our podcast. (laughs) 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 And I think she just really reminded us to have empathy around the people who are on our television screens and that there's sometimes people are so like passionate about like, oh, this person should have gone home and this person shouldn't have gone home and all of that. And that 
you know, there's people that stay in the tent and that it affects them and their mental health and their, when we talk about um, like who shouldn't have been there or whatever and that they're real humans. And I just felt like she was doing some really good mommying and I'm, I'm ready to take the lesson and change my ways. So I'm going to apologize for the demonizing that I've done on this. I'm ready to change my ways and um, and remember that, because I think sometimes what I do is I take my the stress from other places in my life and I enjoy creating a villain or um, something else to be angry about instead of the things like, you know, existential dread and social injustice. Instead, mm. I'll get mad about baking. And there's something cathartic and normal about that, but when it comes to the people, I'm not going to be a person who, who, who attacks people, human beings, as a way to get out my existential dread. Yes. So I'm changing my ways. Aww. Aww. That's very sweet. I think we had a very American uh, <laughs> approach to the way that we talked about British Baking Show yes. in the past. I think it was... It's fun to have sort of a fantasy, sort of a sportsman-like reaction um, to our favorite and least favorite players for arbitrary reasons, um, and that's really exciting, but it also feels, you know, American in the way that we treat football players, in that they are disposable mm-hmm. to us as a culture, and I actually think that's really unacceptable, and um, yes. and we're not going to accept that on our podcast in the way that we talk about our beautiful, um, creative, talented bakers. Um, but that said, when our bakers make mistakes, we are not going to, you know, ignore that they've made mistakes or that we feel a certain way about their actions. Um, but we understand that a person's character is deep and multifaceted and layered. Right. Right. Amazing. Um, well, I guess yes. that means... Are you going to say that... anything? I just, I think it's great. I don't because I don't wouldn't want any of the contestants to to want to have any reason to kill us, <laughs> <clears throat> given their maybe like I, natural I, instincts. I would also I also would love that. Uh, incredible, incredible. And I would Guys, like I just oh, I'm okay. sorry I just want to thank yeah, the yeah, no, 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 I want to thank the um there's a few of our amazing listeners who have really helped us on this path in reminding <laughs> us that we needed to be kind and thoughtful and consider the context of things. And also what another thing is that we had another listener who reminded us that actually Noel would be amazing at the dinner party and he would be super humble and that he would um, totally let Mel and Sue have uh, the limelight. And when I read the read that note that a listener gave us i was like oh my gosh they're so right it's so that's exactly true. what noel would do yeah it's, it's so what true. he's doing this season um i think a lot is that he's having to play a like sort of a gracious a gracious shifter of the focus um and we see him making space for matt a lot um i find that really admirable i like noel. i like him and i like matt i do continue to maintain that like it noel is too. um uh, that I don't think that they are my favorite pairing of two hosts on the show that we've had, and I think that their individual strengths do not um, complement each other, and that they are having to stretch beyond their natural um, inclinations and abilities to accommodate each other. Yes, 
we have an article that we read that discussed that as well. Yes. Okay, now we're starting. I totally agree. Okay, we're starting on our bakes, right? <laughs> yes, this is episode five um, of season 11, or sorry, episode six. Uh, and it's Japanese week. Uh, this is the first time ever that they've done Japanese week on Great British uh, Baking Show. Uh, it's also the 100th episode. Yeah. They, they had like a little oh, yeah. thing where they were like, Paul, is this your 100th episode? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little cool thing. Um, but yeah, the uh, they started off their signature bake. They had to make eight steamed buns, um, which I don't know if I ever had. Have you guys had steamed buns? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love steamed buns. Oh, do, oh yes. do we, are we able to even discuss what our favorite Japanese yeah. baked goods are it's well if you've had steamed buns yeah you can call, call about that <laughs> yeah but that's not the only Japanese baked good but you talk about your favorite <laughs> okay because I don't know any other other ones are there other ones I don't know Japanese baked goods are there other I don't ones? know if I've ever had a steamed bun I've definitely never even heard of a matcha crepe and I don't know what a kawaii cake is which is one of the three things that is they had to make cute cake that's kawaii means cute. Oh. Yeah, I think it's That's like an aesthetic. It like, so yeah, it was not it was probably the broadest assignment that we've had for yep. a um for a showstopper. And we'll get there. I don't know that I I can yep. talk at length about my favorite Japanese baked goods. Other than I would say I don't, I don't have I don't know what they are. Well, what that just means that we need to go to like little Japan somewhere and, oh, yeah. and explore. But um also um I do know that I like mochi, and oh, I yes. think that is. I what's like mochi, mochi again? That's like that yummy ice cream thing. That's like a little rice cake on the outside and ice cream, and so it's like a little pocket of ice cream. Yeah, it's delicious. It's very and it's very gluten good. free, which is nice. I'm grateful for matcha. I like matcha ice cream. I like matcha. I like matcha flavored sweet things. So that's I what. like that it's become a gratitude list. I'm grateful for matcha. <laughs> Our whole vibe is different. Yeah. We've really changed. Our whole vibe. I have gratitude for 100 episodes. I have gratitude <laughs> <laughs> for our Japanese. Yeah. There's yes. another reason we're speaking like this, too. Obviously. We are recording on Tuesday. We don't know what's going on. Just so you know, we have no idea. We're, we're not discussing it. And we're not we, discussing it. And it doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. All right. Uh, it doesn't matter. But uh, but it, no, we're, this we're, is an escapist but bakes. podcast. Is this an escapist podcast? We finished baking pun. We finished baking pun. We finished baking pun. We finished baking pun. Guys, the signature bake was eight steamed buns. Okay. They had a, they could cre- create it with whatever, whatever filling they wanted to. They needed to be um, gooey and like a little bit chewy, but not too chewy. Uh, is what they said. Uh, it didn't seem like anyone was like, it, nobody kind of came out of the gate being like, I'm going to be really good at Japanese baking. Yeah, Lottie said, she was like, I think that this Japanese, I think this is new for all of us, so it levels the playing ground, which I, I think, think it was yeah. true. really I mean, good to have weeks like this. Yeah. Yes. Ermin was like, oh, um, uh, I don't know, there's some Japanese baking has some French... Uh, uh, oh, no, what is she influence. influence so maybe I'll be good uh, and they're like okay yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure um, so 
I, I'll, I'll read the different flavors that everyone had. Mm. Uh, Dave had uh, chicken-shaped katsu curry buns. They were so I love cute. Katsu. They were so <laughs> cute. Um, oh wait, I'm trying to remember what they looked like. They were remember yellow. The he yellow... dyed them with turmeric. Oh, that's yeah, right. That was great. They yep. did look really cute. Yep. Let's get bigger. All right. Uh, Ermin had chicken uh, cumin panda buns. Yep. <laughs> And, then, and her panda, her panda buns. Her pandas. The eyes were a little, a too. little crazy, a little small. Sometimes the artistry uh-huh. is so, so there with Ermine, and some weeks the artistry really gets away from her. She really <laughs> gets away from her. The decoration yes. really gets away. It's Laura amazing. had the piggy pork belly buns. Oh, yes, those looked so adorable. This but week, I know they didn't turn out well. Oh, but. I just felt like Laura was my girl this week just the things that she was saying and doing just continue to affirm for me that she is just like riding the sailboat of life's pleasures every single day and if she doesn't like something she doesn't like it oh my god i loved all of her matcha trash talk Uh uh-huh and then yeah me too because as someone who doesn't like matcha i was down for the apparently no one on big hall doesn't like yeah yeah, Paul doesn't either, which yeah, is like, Paul why did like you guys it. go there then? I'm very okay. grateful yeah. for my and speaking of what it has brought <laughs> to my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm experiencing a wealth that... of gratitude. Speaking of things that Paul doesn't like, he also doesn't like, what do they call them? Gherkins. These tiny pickles? Gherkins. 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 Are these like corn tiny pickle. Yeah. I think they're sweet. He's like, it's oh, a... I don't like gherkins. Can you make one without? And they were like, are you serious? And he was like, I yeah. loved it. I loved Lottie being like, <laughs> when he was like, it's a little dry. Lottie being like, I couldn't tell him, but if he had had the gherkin in it, like my yeah. recipe, With it wouldn't relish. have been dry. I know. That was so funny. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because Lo- both Lottie and young Mark made uh, burger <laughs> buns. Um, Mark's looked very plain, uh, plain. They looked very plain. I was going to say like, I don't know if you guys ever saw that part. There's a Parks and Rec episode where, uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? I'm forgetting. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. The guy who's like a libertarian. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah, Ron Swanson um, has like a Bake Off uh, with um, who's the guy who's very chipper. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard when you Rob don't know Lowe's the characters' character? names. <laughs> yeah, see, he knows that. Good job, I knew you guys Nick. knew. Rob Lowe. So Ron Swanson and Rob Lowe's character have this, like, bake-off, and he and they both are just doing burgers. And, you know, Rob Lowe's like, okay, here's my burger. It has a little bit of, like, cumin and this and that. And, like, it looks all fancy. And they, like, everybody eats it, and they're like, wow, that's, like, really cool. Oh, yeah, like, mm, that flavor works with that. <laughs> and then Ron Swanson's just like, uh, here's my burger. Uh, like, no cheese. Not like you can add ketchup if you want. That's it. And they were like, okay. And then they eat it, and they were like, yeah, oh. this one's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what marks like, look like. That's yeah. cute. It's very gross to me. I feel like it's very British, and I don't. I have no foundation for this belief to steam beef. I feel like it's well, such like a, a yeah. It seems it seems weird. I, I, yeah, I thought that was a weird filling. Steamy there was a lot of talk about yeah. whose steamed buns were going into the steamer raw with uncooked meat. Yes. And this, and lamb. Which feels so risky. Yeah. So but risky. I feel like, I didn't know, like, there's, like, lamb tartare. Like, I, you can, like, eat lamb raw. 
And I'm yeah. grateful for that. And that is actually something that brings me a lot of peace and gratitude. Well, Lottie's looked v- really good. She had oh, cheeseburger, yeah. steamed buns. Uh, but Mark's, they turned out well, too. They, they liked them. I loved their little competition talk, trash talk. It was so friendly and delightful and spicy for the tent in this really friendly, lovely way. I loved it. Genius burger to off, say burger Mark. off. So oh, it was funny. so fun. I really loved it. Yeah. Peter had a really funny pun, too. I'm trying to remember what it was. He game said, game set, set matcha. 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 Ah! We, I, it was, I like, had sweat through my shirt at that point when he game said that. Game set matcha. <laughs> my king. Like, and a brain. Oh, my god. That was like a, that was just like a gun. Yeah, there. he totally. We've got um, some funny contestants. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, we really You're do. Right. They're great. What a joy. And then older Mark had a mmm doll steamed bun. <laughs> That's what it says here. He's, mm, so, goes, he's mm, the sweetest doll. man alive. He truly is. He's so kind. He really is. What a sweet. Yeah, I would love to have dinner at his dinner table with his daughters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't like Peter, or at least Peter Paul did poorly. Like Peter's lamp yeah. steamed buns. Um. It was it just like the fill, like the layer of filling was off or something like that. I want to yeah. steam some buns know. so bad after watching this. Like, you know um, that pan that I have. I was you know about to say that I just saw that they posted. So we're not sponsored by our place yet, but they make an all-in-one yet. pan that is nonstick that Tessa has that I want that they just came out with a steamed dumpling attachment for, and I want to do that. I think so the, bad. I think we should get the steam one and then we'll steam things. I think that's a great idea. That sounds yummy. Um, I just want everybody to know, (laughs) Jensen is staring at us with these glazed eyes. (laughs) Because he's half dead because he accidentally exposed himself to gluten. And he's been gluten-free and in the process of detoxifying. And then he put poison accidentally in his body. And he is struggling to function right now. And we're looking through Zoom at him. And he is giving us dead, glazed eyes. I'm serving serving zombie. (laughs) Give us absolutely nothing. And... Let me tell you, I am mustering up when I when I have something to say. You better believe it's coming from everything I got. My little inputs. My I love little it. I inputs. Love well, he's <laughs> so grateful for that. So we are grateful. We are grateful for Jensen. We are so grateful for Jensen. <laughs> and any any look he serves us, including zombie look. Yes. Um. Uh, so after this round, it seemed like maybe Peter and older Mark. I forgot. Oh yeah, Laura because her. Laura's were a little wonky. Her, yeah, so it seemed like Laura they and had, like, Peter a little, were. Um, yeah. Um, yeah at uh, risk. And so in the technical round, they had to do this matcha crepe, which was insane. It was like eleven layers, very very thin. Um, they had to put like I guess like whipped cream or something, and then butter very cream. thin sliced was strawberries, buttercream. Butter uh, very thin sliced strawberries and then like this kind of matcha fondant was it a fondant or something over yeah it was just like a or marzipan fondant, fondant. And well, was it marzipan, marzipan or fondant it was fondant i think it was, was it, I think marzipan? it was marzipan i don't know goodness i don't know i didn't watch i don't know <laughs> i loved this 
technical as a technical. Yeah. I felt like it was truly technical skills that were difficult. Like how thin can you get your crepe? How thin can you get your strawberries? Like that kind of technical testing is much more interesting to me than like, can you think up how to do this yeah. on the spot? You and know. to have this in Japanese week where there was so much opportunity for them to just be like, yeah, here's this thing that you've nev- definitely never heard of, which is usually what they do. To have them do something yes. that is like obviously inspired by the culture of Japan, but is like Pru says, um, full of skills that they definitely know, but are hard was really nice. Yes. This was, um, this yeah. keeps happening. We always mention this, but um, in every episode, someone pronounces something in a way that unsettles me. And to hear crepe, so many times was really tough for me to hear crepe cake um really bugged me crepe uh how do you like it to be said crepe crepe what because nick was a waiter at a fancy french restaurant and we did not serve them and people would ask for them and we would say no (laughs) no sans crepe I love crepe. Uh, it, this was there was a weird thing that was happening that I actually. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to I dive in so bad and do some French accents. I just don't have it in me. <laughs> Everybody, imagine it. Imagine it. Um, I, yeah. I don't know if I liked what Noel was doing during his technical. Like his bit was to like get people to try to flip their crepes. Like <gasps> I thought it was cake. a little mean. Oh, I loved it, that. <laughs> I love it. He was like, do it. Come on. Because you know what? He knows that the technicals don't fucking matter. He was like, just do it. Wow. That's such a good point. The technicals don't Don't matter. matter. Isn't isn't that the truth? And you know who finally flipped the crepe for him? Whoever, who finally gave it, gave it to Noel? Dave. Dave, Dave, our king. Dave. Our, Our grateful to serve our, our gorgeous our king honestly <laughs> Dave gave a lot this week Dave gave a lot he's this a week really he gave us baker. great chickens he, he flipped he's our been crepe he's a good baker the whole he's time he's a good baker the whole time <laughs> I really do yeah, he's been a good baker he finally he's showed up time. he's finally showed up <laughs> Dave is I don't know What's been going on before this? Dave is here. Something crazy happened. And actually, like, I I don't know what it is, but I am feeling really um, grateful about Dave's bakes. Like, he feels grateful. I feel grateful for his bakes. They were really great and gorgeous today. I think it is really um, kind of rotten that the reason that young Mark blew it so bad on this technical was that he tried to follow the instructions in the recipe that tell you to slide your little paper envelope out from underneath the cake once it's in the pan. And everyone else just didn't try to do it and was like, why, we don't have to do that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, And he was just trying to follow the recipe that it said they had to follow and that's why he got ruined. But that could also have been like, uh, like, there's, there's, the answer is that there's no answer. You that's know what I mean? so messed up. To like put something in there that's like, and they should know enough not to do what we told them is yeah, so sinister. Rude. It is, but nobody would intentionally do that on this show. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <clears throat> because they're all kind and we appreciate oh, them and we're grateful for them. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, Mark got screwed up with that. Laura didn't make enough. 
I feel like Laura and, and older Mark didn't have enough mix, and so they didn't have enough layers. Well, they had enough mix. They just started their layers thick. Oh, right. Their layers were too their thick. La- yeah, that was the comment that Laura's was just too thick in general. Yeah, but she also didn't have enough layers. She only had like seven. Right, because it was too thick, right? That's why she was Well, she made able- her crepes too thick, yeah. Yeah, aren't we saying yeah. that? <laughs> You guys well, are. You you're said, saying you the exact said your same thing, thing in opposite, in opposition to mine. I didn't feel like I was. I was. Like, she didn't have enough. La- she didn't have enough layers, and you were like, "Well." Oh, I that's... think I. I think let's. I think you, I heard you say she didn't have enough batter, but that she might didn't have, have enough mix to make the the amount of layers. And you're saying she had enough mix, but she used it yes. too much. Everybody had the same amount that's of mix. It's both both. <laughs> Everyone did have the same amount of mix. Uh, I mean, they, she could have made more mix. I don't know if you can. I think they give you a finite amount of ingredients during technicals. In the technical. Mm. In the technical, I think there's a finite amount. Exactly. Well, but we've seen people in the technical do things Remake over Remake things. You're yeah. right. Huh. I don't know. Um, Maybe. Well, but I'm actually either way, Laura... <laughs> <laughs> Laura came in dead last. She was seventh. Older Mark was sixth. Younger Mark was fifth. Ermine was fourth, and honestly, all of those were not didn't look good. And then, and then <gasps> it was they didn't all like from fourth to last was all not great. They were all exactly what they were asking for. They were just a little bit messy. They actually, yeah, they said that they they but all the, looked delicious. The, the technical well was a challenge, I think, in and in like Japanese style. You know, the challenge was you know uh, clean lines, precision, ultimate, ultimate, yes. precision and presentation. Yes. And you know who got that right, baby? Well, Dave was third, and then Lottie was second, and, and then, then Peter, Peter was far and above the first. Like he was clearly like hands down the best. Your delicate little Peter. And he's yeah, very good at technicals. Gorgeous Peter. Gorgeous delicate he's Peter. He's been nailing these technicals. Yeah, I think he's gonna get to the final. I oh, think yeah. he's gonna get there. Especially because in these last few episodes, this the. the place where they start to push is detail orientation and precision and those are his strengths yes like um absolutely uh instincts start to matter matter flavors do matter and i feel like that's his and they don't they don't like his yeah and they don't like his flavors what is his weak spot jensen flavors flavors yeah or like like i think development i don't don't even know if it's bad i think they like yeah i think that's what they look for is they realize that like there is this thing of like a lot of these older bakers will they know how to like layer flavors so that you get hits at different they don't like I don't know if they know exactly how they're doing it but there's like depth and I think that he hasn't learned that quite yet I think Peter eats I think Peter's healthier I think that's why his flavors he doesn't do that like full butter depthful creamy flavor thing I think he likes a healthier palette but that yeah. doesn't mean he can't go all the way because look at last year that's true exactly exactly and i know you want peter to go all the way listen i tried today <laughs> comments that i want of peter's instagram posts saying marry me and i, I think that um, which is a gonna great way to start it. a normal interaction well, yeah. of course so we'll kind of i wanted to on... get his attention and then once you have his attention, Jensen... And then I'm just grateful for his attention after that. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to understand that I also have people who want my attention on Instagram. 
And when they say marry me, that is a number one way for me to know to ignore them. But that's huh. different. Because <laughs> Peter isn't already married. That's true. There you go. And that's, that's the real true. thing. Um, that's the real thing. So uh, we get down to our showstopper. Our show, our kawaii. Cake. And I repeat the broadest <laughs> instruction for a showstopper we've ever gotten. Yeah. It just has to be Japanese inspired. They literally, it was like, they, period. It was like they. It has to look cute, and it has to have Japanese flavors in it. Yes. And that was mm-hmm. honestly all, all it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, kawaii is the culture of cuteness in Japan. Love it. Like Hello Kitty and Pikachu. I mean, Pikachu's very cute. Pikachu so is Hello Kitty. We didn't, so is Hello well, Kitty. No, I said Pikachu. Wow. Well. Now. <laughs> Who do you think's cuter? I think we're saying the same Pikachu thing. or Hello Kitty? Which one's cuter? Um... <laughs> I think Pikachu is cuter to me. Yeah. Hello Kitty has kind of an aloofness about her that I think is a little off-putting for me. She seems a little too cool for school in a way where Pikachu... Um, we get to see Pikachu in moments of weakness a lot, and I think it's more relatable. Pika! Which is cute. Exactly. <laughs> Pikachu! These are good. Pika, Pika! Okay. Um, now, listen. This showstopper kawaii cake... Uh, it was it was interesting because <laughs> oh man I just thought that I didn't like I'm gonna be honest as wow. I didn't like most of these looks wow visually we there had were, a lot of I thought they were um, cool we had a lot of interesting things happening visually I'm my mind's already going to Ermine um, and how terrifying so, should we talk she about was doing the ring. She was do- doing these a horror Japanese film. horror films. <laughs> the bride so, was yeah, pressed into this, the cake. Like facing the cake. the cake. She did a strawberry cherry cherry blossom cake. And it was like, her idea was like, oh, it'll look, it's like a geisha. It's like a, it's like a cherry blossom with like a geisha. And... She missed. Already, when she when missed. they sh- you know even when they showed like the picture, I was looking at it like, is that cute? And also the, the picture is like, frightening already. Sorry, Tessa. Yeah. What? And it was like she went with like a gray tone. Which here's the thing: I know what she was going for, and she was going for that serene Japanese garden gray stone. Yeah, she was look. going for like a like but, an elegant. Yes. Like, and she is elegant, and it makes like sense. A, but it was not the breed. But to put somebody, just their back with their arm up, just it facing into the cake. A small so woman walked by friends. the cake and someone pushed her in. And she got okay, stuck. Okay, my friends, do we remember how Ermine does on faces? Do we remember her relationship to oh cake God. faces? She was, being, she was doing a creative workaround because... Of what she, right, her she. I think she was gonna do cake. a geisha, right? She was like gonna do a whole geisha look, and I'm. Yes. We're glad that she didn't cross into that ethnic platform. But it did look as experiment if there. Yeah. the woman had died. She was a ghost, and she had died by getting by suffocating inside of the cake. <laughs> and the cherry blossom tree looked dead on arrival, like it was already like a scary, dead looking. Oh yeah, it was a stormy day. Yes. 
And the yeah, because it's so funny because cherry blossoms are so abundant yes. and like crazy. But she had like a, like the last dregs of the cherry yes, blossoms. Yes, yes, right before winter came. It was a cake about death. It sure was. Yeah, it truly was. You know, they are going through COVID. That's true. <laughs> it is that is still the That's background of this thing. Like, and poor Laura it seeps too. Into you. Laura was having some ish. Laura really went through it. And she's just an emotional woman. And Laura. I, yeah. And I loved her cake idea. I, I was so funny. You didn't, Johnny. Really? cute. Why, John? Yeah, let's talk about this, because I really, I thought it was I mean, really I mean, I love the idea of, like, I mean, yes, the idea of a pineapple upside down, at like a pineapple upside down cake, looking like a pineapple that's upside down with the eyes. Like, I get it. Very funny. It's like a funny, so it's a funny thought, but, like, I don't know. The cake looked like an upside down pineapple. It just looked like an upside down pineapple, which also wasn't that cute. I'm no, sorry. that's so cute. I thought it was so cute. I thought I it was so cute. It. I agree with Cruz's so comment cute. that the actual cake could have been shaped more like a pineapple. It was shaped like a cake. Sure. Um, but that said, I thought the little eyes were cute. I thought that it was a little pineapple balancing on its stem, and it was just kind of happy. So cute. I loved that. Um, Great colors. Yeah. Did the judges even comment the about is, the fact that the fondant was a little um, Not torn? at all. But Did man, that notice? wrecked her. Yeah. That wrecked her. And she, and I love, and Noel came over and helped her spiritually. Noel yeah. did really help. She was, it was well, great. It showed how tense it was for every single person, person to lay their fondant over their cake. It's hard. Even Dave, you know, one of the greatest bakers. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. How to, you know, he's good at baking, and I appreciate that about him. I think it's really amazing um, wow. that he's great at baking. Yes. And um, it's true. even he had a tough time with his fondant. It, like, had to fold over itself at the edge. And she went to try it, I think, three or four different times and got too scared and set it back really down. She really worked herself up. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it was it's a challenging thing, and she had this balancing act that she had to do. And here's the thing. The colors of that were so great. And I just want to go back to Armin's cake for a second. Because <laughs> I really do think that if she had just made... If she would really pushed that pink of the cherry blossom and made the whole cake, like, flush with cherry blossom blossoms on it, mm-hmm. then she could have had this, like, woman eating the cake, walking, <laughs> like, walking to her death, entering into a cake. Yeah. And, like, it would have worked because it would have been pink. Yes, and she would have. It would have been pink, and it would have been cuter. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what Who I have to say is? about Peter's. Was so cute, and it's especially cock. okay. The shuttle, the shuttlecock. That that was my that was my favorite. Look. That was cool. And hearing him say shuttlecock so many times was really was a treat. A treat, a treat for me, and I'm grateful for it. And that when you cut through the shuttlecock, it was rainbow filling inside. He's sending rainbow. a message to Jensen and I. To you, exactly. And do you know what? There are probably so many girls and boys who get to have him as a coach, right? Because doesn't he coach? Shuttlecock, yeah. Oh, wow. Badminton is the name of the sport, not shuttlecock. (laughs) I am going to coach him in shuttlecock. And all these little blossoming teenagers are getting to fall in love with Peter. um, He's adorable. I was trying to look up all the different looks, and I... 
I have I have found out on Google that there were some complaints about the Japanese week being offensive because the steamed buns were Chinese were Chinese and not Japanese. Wow, and they used a lot of Chinese f- flavors. Wow. They yeah. did use a lot of Chinese flavors, but they acknowledged it. That's not the baker's fault. The, the bakers all acknowledged it. And right. also, that's England. And I won't stop demonizing England because England does deserve to be demonized yeah, because England colonizers. colonizers. And they... The ultimate colonizers. They are. So... I you think know. they just bit off more than they could chew, or they just thought it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that people were worried about. But to say like we're gonna do Japanese bakes is such a big um, yeah. promise, and is like it's just it's something such a big that, promise. that like they don't know enough about. I think. Also, exactly, especially about tasting, and that's Clearly. the thing. And here's the thing: there's other competition shows where when you don't have your expertise in the area that you're testing in, you they bring in guests. I was going right. to say this: this would have been a great episode to bring in a Japanese yes. pastry chef. That would have been so cool. Challenge. Amazing. They should do that. And more you're often. like bring. Yeah, I think that would be really. Especially great now that we great. don't have this sort of like celebration of what a strong core the judges and hosts are it doesn't feel like we need to have just family i mean because of covid we do but for a challenge like this the season i think really demands that we have a guest to judge who is an expert and i would be happy to have one every week i would be happy to have one every week as well i would have loved that but definitely for japanese week because they don't have paul paulywood doesn't have the mouth to test it right and even though it was his idea because he went to japan which is great great idea paulywood it's a great idea Mm -hmm. But you don't have the mouth for it. Yeah, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what the Hamish the dog cake oh, it was. So oh, that's cute. right. That was that was cute. really cute. So cute. I just love how many times he said how naughty Hamish is. He said no, Hamish is so naughty. I will say I like and celebrate that Dave said Shiba Inu. Because oh, of his little love accent. Shiba Inu. Instead of yeah, that's cute too. Yeah, yeah, that's cute too. It is cute, and he did it, and he really, he did, he did, he had, he was very excited about his his chiburino. Now Lottie's toadstool cake was like, at the look for me, the look was like, like straight down the middle, kind of like not not nothing, nothing wowing, but like okay, yeah, like a like a cute toadstool. I wonder yeah, if there was the, an interesting time crunch toward the end. They didn't show it, but it do, did seem like there was a little roughness around the edges of a few people's fairly simple right. looking designs, like the avocado, right. the mushroom. Fairly, yes. Yes. But the apparently the cake itself was, didn't he say it was like the best sponge? Extraordinary, yeah. He was like, it was like, this is maybe the best sponge I ever tasted on this show. Which is a huge, huge. thing to say. It was, That's, I just thought that it was show so fun. A lot of sponge. The, the jiggliness of her cake was that great. That was really fun. It's so fun. It, that The fact that it's jiggly totally met, matches the kawaii concept, too, of like it wiggling and being playful. And I just think that in general, like Lottie turned it up this week. Lottie yeah. was like, I'm making burgers. My burgers are going to have so many colors to it. It's going to be so colorful. And I'm going to add chips. I'm making this bomb ass, like, mushroom cake thing and it's gonna have so much personality and creative and it's gonna jiggle like there and then i'm gonna have to layer it which is totally risky and i just feel like lottie is like get clicked into high gear which while is also being knockout exciting. gorgeous and hysterical 
Um, I think that we're going to exactly. be... This This is not the last we're going to be seeing of Lottie. I really feel that way. I think that's so too. And I started watching... <coughs> I started looking up Instagram and Liam, who's a baker from a previous series, he's actually hosts the Great, Great British Bake Off Junior and the Great British Bake Off Professionals. Both of which I did not know about. In the United States right now. And yet and i really would like to talk to everybody and let them know that we really really need them to start releasing that in the states asap i'd like to see um but also it gives me hope because maybe we're gonna get some more people as judges because now we have nadia we have liam liam's awesome as a host i can he's amazing and and maybe we can also have lottie as a host please yes she's so good um mark mark young marks was so sad was just so sad to yeah watch. i was gonna save that for last but <laughs> young marks well so so dave had the <laughs> the, the matcha shiba uh the shiba in uk which also looked very plain plain to me again i'm not no, nothing again nothing against the bakers it's just like for a i don't know i just thought i wasn't like wow it was like we're in week six and i just the showstoppers weren't as cool as some of the previous showstoppers. It, it did like, look okay, like, like some like nailed it type of like first challenge right. on nailed it style stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, and so yeah. Uh, oh wait, did we do everyone? Uh, Lotties. Yeah, we did everyone else. And then so then we had the uh, the Avo <laughs> Avo baby. Yeah, and it looked like it looked very simple. It was like a like a big avocado and then like a little avocado. Um, they like the judges seem to like the look. They like yeah. they're like it's cute. Now it just has to taste good. I was concerned from the beginning because I I was concerned that this the effort itself wasn't going to be enough to knock it out. You know right. to like save him, and and so then when there was a mistake when there were mistakes in it, that was. Well, at this point, Ermin didn't get like a good kind of review, and so it seemed like. Uh oh, or and then Laura was also had done poorly, but then they bit into the cake and he was like, "Ooh, that's a tight sponge." He, yeah. You know, it's like not that great. And then he goes, "Oh, maybe the other one." And then he hit the other one. And he was like, "That's even worse." I was it's almost really inedible. Do you think he thinks about that if he maybe hadn't told Hollywood? to eat the last cake that he would have 100%. stood a chance. I thought it was really bold when he t- asked him to take a bite 100%. of the other cake and that maybe it would be better. I was like, that is risky and puts you in such a difficult sort of like nervy yeah. position. Also... But yeah. you gotta. Yeah. In you his, gotta. What if he didn't and it was a better cake? You yeah. In his little walkthrough, he had mentioned that the milk chocolate, the tempered milk chocolate, which we never saw him temper, um that sits inside the mommy avocado's belly that that would break open and there would be a bunch of little avocados and i we saw we got one little cookie but i didn't see he described that that would happen and we never see that happen we don't see them break open the milk chocolate ball we don't see him making the milk chocolate ball right i don't know what happened like we sort of lost that thread editors we really did lose that editors i know you're you the editors are doing a great job i'm grateful for the editors mark has never (laughs) Has never had a bake where it just really didn't um, taste good. Like he's yeah. like last week he struggled, but it was because his um, his cage kind of fell apart. 
you know. Yeah. Out so I don't know. I was just, I was kind of shocked. It yeah, was, I think he was probably pretty shocked too. It was yeah. pretty shocking. I kind of want to talk about Mark's, our favorite bakes of Mark's. Oh. So yeah, because young, young, Mark, young Mark did get eliminated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was down to him oh, and Laura, I guess. But one, yeah, once you so, once somebody says your cake is inedible, and, um, you can't. I come will back. before <laughs> we move on. I just have to talk about Hollywood's. I've never heard him use this word before. I've never heard this word before, but he kept saying that the cakes had concertinaed. And oh yeah, I it just was this Laura's cake tickling right? me, and he said it for some other ones too. And they, it was concertinaed. They it had concertinaed, and it's just a funny word to me. And we haven't bothered to what look it up, mean? but we do think it's funny. I think it's like an accordion. That makes sense. Oh. I think a concertina is like an accordion. Interesting. That makes and so sense. he describes it as happening oh, because there's too they... much weight above it. What's up? That just reminded me that that just reminded me that like a few people. They told them to put fruit in the shit in like a, a like to crescent fruit on top of their matcha. I forgot about uh, this. crepes, and like four people were like, I don't know what that means. So oh many God, people did not know what a crescent like was. Like half of them, half of them didn't know what a crescent was. Well, they were was panicking and like, they were thinking like, is it a, the do I cut it like a crescent? Like they right. were like, what yeah. is it? What does it mean to crescent Wait. fruit and? As opposed to just like we just wanted a, sh- a semi, I love that. like in the shape of. You don't see like, anyone trying to cut their fruit into crescents. I really, you do yeah, actually just... see a lot of people say, "I don't know what that is." No, there was some one of the. I think it was Laura. Someone was like cutting, and they're like, "I don't get what a crest." They were like cutting the fruit. They were like, "Am I supposed to?" Like, they thought it was the cut of the fruit. Something else amazing happens this episode, which is that when and I forgot to mention this during the technical. When they're, they first announce that it's going to be matcha, the beginning of the technical, Noel comes over to Ermine and, um, or maybe it's Matt, and asks if she likes matcha. And she says, I love it. It has a lot of, and then look, does what looks like she is going over and looking at a piece of paper and then looking back into the camera and then <gasps> says antioxidants. And it looks as if... Oh my God, that's so funny. You're right, I remember that moment. Forgot the word antioxidants. Antioxidants. It's so funny. Oh my God, I love (laughs) Ermine. Oh, that's right, because Matt was like, oh yeah, I'm so against oxidants. Yeah, great. (laughs) Yeah. Great moment. Oh, Matt. I think the thing I loved... (laughs) Great moment. Not a great moment, but I think think the the thing I loved about Noel this week was that we got to see him not doing a bit. We got to see him have a genuine interaction with Laura and help, which we used to see that all the nice. time with Sue and Mel. And it's so nice. And Sandy used to do it too. And it's just so nice to not, to like prioritize the the bakers and not the bits. Yeah. And they would help sometimes too. They'd be like, what can we do to help? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I loved it when I'm Sue and Mel that. did that. I, I do yeah. miss that. Because that, 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 that's why I didn't like when Noel in the tech, and I get it. He was just joking around the technical doesn't matter. But it still felt like anti the show to be like harassing people <laughs> as they're trying then to cook. He like, while Dave was piping, he came over and like jiggled his arms. Do you remember that? Yeah. I do. I was yes, like, I would have fucking clocked i I just would have been like (laughs) i know yeah it was a little teasy boyish yeah yeah i didn't i didn't like that at all yeah i don't know but 
he doesn't remember their baking. I know. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like you're. It's like he's bored. He's it's bored. Like, it's like he's bored. Oh, um, that is what that is. Yeah. Bring um, back my girl. Anyway, it was sad. But Lottie won Star Baker. That was so good. I really loved it. She, I love that she won. I loved seeing her face when she won and her being kind of bashful about it. I loved her wanting to really give um, like a moment of sort of respect and grace to Mark, who is sitting next to her, and how heartbroken she was that he had to go. I know. They really loved each other. Yeah. We had that great repartee. And... But you know what, you guys? You know who cried? Dave. I know. Dave cried about Mark leaving. He did. And he's that means he's not a sociopath. He can't be. I I never thought he was. <laughs> it was actually Jensen. I, well, For the record. He got mm-hmm. evidence now though. Um also this also means that cuz wait. Didn't Laura win Star Baker last week? Yes. So I think everyone's won Star Baker except for Ermine. Whoa. Right? Oh, that could factor in. Laura but, won Star Baker. That's really interesting. But Ermine has been, Star Baker. you know, lauded as the most consistent Peter baker of the competition, which is true. Yeah. Which is true, except for that I think Dave is also super consistent. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get to this point where, so Ermine is the only one who hasn't won Star Baker yet, which either means she's due, you know, and she'll win... I just don't think that's Next how the show more. works. It sh- but it but it should. <laughs> but it should. Um, if it was next, written. The next the next episode is the eighties. Whoa! Wait, what? So I don't know what that means. Yes, Jello. The next what the next fuck episode is, is going on the with 80s. this and, show? <laughs> and Paul Hollywood. And it's like, is it British eighties? Is it American eighties? I it know. Just, what is Good it? question. Paul Hollywood already posted a picture of him from the 80s. Is it unfortunately hot? No, he's not hot. Okay. He's not hot. The only time Paul's ever been hot was with that that open green um, shirt when he had that on. That did it for me. I was like, oh, I get it. There's going to be an episode. It's all about his eyes. A whole episode that is. um, It's more than that. (laughs) Just like uh, really recovering from a divorce is going to be the theme. Of one of the episodes. It's gonna be pictures of him like really doing well after his divorce. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. Um oh. do we have predictions for next week? Oh wait, I don't wanna I also wanna do shout outs oh. to our listeners. Yeah. Okay. Can We've we do got, that at the after? Yes, yes, we can. I like yeah. your order better, baby. Go, let's do Thank it. You. Okay, predictions. Um okay. I really don't wanna say much. Eighties week. I don't have that. I see Laura as doing very well for 80s week because 80s are all about fun, bright colors, um, indulgence in like, yeah, really strong flavors and just like vibing out. And I feel like she really gets that. I see. (laughs) What? I just started, began to think about what Ermin thinks the 80s are. (laughs) And I just started laughing. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No. I think Lottie's gonna knock it out of the park. I think Lottie's gonna do good too. I think Lottie just like got her groove. I think she like took a risk, like kicked it into high gear, got very positive, and I think Lottie with confidence 
not that she wasn't not not that she wasn't confident, but with this level of confidence, mm-hmm. I think Lottie's unstoppable. I think Lottie is gonna well, knock it out next yeah. week. I think um, it's harder for people who actually really were alive and present in the '80s to reference the '80s as it is like. I feel like others could. I feel like people who are like, oh, the '80s. Like I get this stereotypical idea of it. They might be able to do something stylistically for the '80s better. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Like I could see so Peter. Peter might doing do well. well, especially like having. He was born to... in 1999 or something. Oh my god! That's There's insane. no way. Absolutely not. That's vile. It's Wait, so Peter could do well because he wasn't born in the 80s? Yes. Yeah. I think there's a way. <laughs> Interesting. Like, you know how, like, I could do the 60s, but, like, I lived through the 80s. So there's so much I could reference that people would be like, I don't think of that as the 80s. Right. But with the 60s, I'm like, you know, 60s, bell bottoms, flowers, peace signs. I don't know why Mushrooms. I feel like Peter might struggle. But I also just think, just based off of everything that's happened, I... As much as I, that makes sense, what you said about Laura, I have more of a feeling that Laura's going to go. I do too. Uh, unless, other, unless, unless other people screw up, I which I guess is hot. I don't want to say it, but I'm worried that Ermine's going to go. That's what I think as well. Yeah, I'm worried as well, because it seems like the 80s is going to be even more about aesthetic and like sort of this thing right. of like yeah. you're baking an idea rather than like a technical. Mm-hmm. like. So I think she might be in a lot of trouble i just found um i'm so sorry this is about me and not about the british baking show but it's kind of related in that it's a fortune from inside a fortune cookie that i got a long (gasps) time ago that i put in my wallet and i it's got to be pre-pandemic it's like very old and it says success will be yours at home and in business which is kind of crazy because we started a business because and completely redecorated business. our home yeah. since and quarantine. Like those it, have been the you, and pictures, and it came from your home. home. Yes, that's crazy. Wow, there I am feeling a lot of gratitude. And how poignant for you to have found it while we're talking about Japanese week and we're also appropriating Chinese culture to Japanese culture. And so we're doing that now by bringing a fortune cookie, yes. which is distinctly American, cookie, which is American, American, American Chinese, Chinese American. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I love that. You're in the flow. You're in the flow. It's now. crazy. I don't want to be like, I'm vibing like my life, but this was just something really, um, that's magical. Make, tickle me, make me feel happy. Tickle me, make me feel happy. <laughs> tickle me, make me feel happy, Elmo. Tickle me, make me feel happy, A knockoff Elmo. that is tickle me, make, make me, me feel, feel happy, happy, Elmo. Oh my gosh. I would, I would buy it if it was your face laughing. <laughs> I think um, Laura or Ermina are going home. Oh, it hurts my heart to even Or imagine. older Mark, because he's like, he's True. right on, like, he's just right in the middle, so. Yeah. Absolutely. He's in the middle, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, you th- I think, so we think that... I'm just going to start talking about the tent, the final tent, which is... I think the final tent might be Peter, Lottie, and Dave. I think you're right. Unless I... I if Ermine survives yeah. this week, I think she will be in our final tent. Yeah. Um, <gasps> oh, my God. That would be amazing. But I think this is going to be a... I do really feel like this will be a challenging week for her. I don't know why. Um... I just feel... I feel yeah, like, I was going to say, like, I've been saying it all, you know, uh, 
final, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore because Young Mark, I think him getting out, I have less confidence in older Mark. Yeah, and yeah. it's so sad because you really, you you really voted, you really bet on Mark from the beginning, and he really did some great things. My yeah. favorite of Mark's bakes was um, his Ethiopian coffee set. The tea set that, that was, was so cool. Yeah, it was so cool. So cool. So cool. That's what I was thinking as well. Um, okay, do you want to? Oh yeah, I oh, just want to talk shout about our shoutouts. We have so many amazing fans. Of course, we always have uh, our enthusiastic, loyal fans. Max Hegley has just always got our back. We've got um, uh, uh, Juliana has let me know that she's wa- listening and watching and listening, and th- we're so happy. She's Juliana and I. I um, we have a, a shared love of. Audrey, Juliana, you know, Audrey the dog. Audrey the dog is my first soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I got to take care of Audrey the dog, um, who was Juliana's dog. So she's really important. So basically, Juliana and our sisters. Um, and um, we have, we of course, we have TJ, we've got Jack, we've got Stella, we've got Stella, who told me I did a very good job with her accent. Whoa. Um, yep. And um, we've got, yeah, so we've got some amazing people. And, oh, we have, um, um, we have Justine Malik, who we've mentioned before, who is our, John and our amazing Pilates teacher and friend. And I asked her, because she was really jealous because Tiger got like a little limelight on our last podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, well, how can I get some more attention on this podcast? <laughs> Which she so deserves fun. fully because she's fully loyal and it's the best. Um, and so she, we were discussing her favorite one. Sh- her favorite bake is a croissant. And she supports me calling it a bread. Oh, boy. So This is propaganda just to judgment. support the croissants are bread movement. No, that's a gavel. That's the Supreme Court. The Supreme no. Court just started. Here's what decided. I'm going to say. It has been absolutely used as sandwich bread in the United States. And so it can be a bread. Oh my God. No, this is crazy. Thank you. We need to add a couple seats to the Supreme Court so that we can overturn this insane thing that you guys are saying. John has passed away. um, Fast away. (laughs) Lentally. Lentally. Literally. You said John has passed away. (laughs) No, I didn't. Lentally. I have to go. I just Wait, want to say that Justine... Okay, we're going to go, but I just want to say that Justine and I discussed our favorite bakes of all time in all of the series, and there where we found all these old lists of some of the greatest bakes of all time. And if anybody's looking for something to distract them this week, I highly encourage you to go down memory lane and look at some of these lists because they are just a delight to remember and see what's going on. And Justine's favorite what of all time is the Midsummer Night's Dream cake that Francis did. And you really should go back and look at it. Yes, I remember that. And it reminds me of what level of quality we've seen on Great British Baking Show in terms of aesthetics. Yeah. And it's it's really it's it's good to remember. I think we still need to all really quick say what we would eat from this week. What bake we want to try. Oh sorry. Oh yeah. No, I'm glad you said it. Um, I would. I guess Lottie's cheeseburger buns, steamed buns. I think I would do Ermine's buns. Those looked good to me. I think I want to try. Who had like the best sponge in the Lottie's showstopper? showstopper. Yeah, I want to try Lottie's. If that's the best sponge Polly was ever had, 
I want to try it. You're all wrong. It's Laura's oh, yeah, that's true. That pork too. belly buns. That oh, look like that little one. piggies. Yeah, those are like. Oh, Ooh. I changed my vote to Laura's pork bug. Yeah, that's oh, mine. Man. Mine too. Also, Mark's was the mmm doll because all of them when they ate it said mmm. Mm. I want to say mmm with Mark and his daughter. <laughs> so that one. That's cute. I yeah. want to say mmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm excited about 80s week. I think it's going to be a fun, festive tent vibe. Yeah. We should all dress up next week. Side ponies. I love that. I'm going to do next it. Next week. And next week. Next week, we'll finally actually be together. Yeah. yeah. That's true. 100% For the recording. Wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yes? Wait, <laughs> what are we waiting for? Wait, are we waiting? Wait. To be together to record? Oh, we leave town on Monday. We're going to San Francisco to paint. But maybe Sunday night. Right. But we don't have to I talk don't know about why this. Why we're talking about this on the podcast? No, let's talk about it on the podcast. They, people want to know. Our <laughs> listeners need to know. To okay, know. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about all of our pe- friends. Okay, I'm wrapping it up. John gave me the wrap up. He um, did the motion. We love you. Thank you for being distracted with us um, and escaping with us into the Great yeah. British thing. Thank you. Keep writing to us. It really brings us joy when we hear that you're listening. Love yes. you all. You can follow us at Great British Baking Pot on Instagram. We actually have a different Twitter. I realized that our Twitter is not at Great British Baking Pod. Oh my god! I didn't know that until, um, actually, hold on. Keep going. Keep, oh, talk about now you stuff. want me to stretch oh, yeah, it out, at John? Great, at Great Brit Bake is our. Oh, I uh, have no idea. Um, great. Uh, Brit I was gonna Bake. say tell tell your stuff. Anyway, I'm at, at John Braylock. It's where you can follow me. You can listen to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. It's a podcast I do with my friends. Um, yeah, that's it. I'll watch Astronomy Club on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Just talk to me on Great British Baking Pod Instagram. I just want to talk to you guys. Follow us at, at Very Gay Paint. That's the preferred. We would love for your follow on Very Gay Paint. I would take your personal follow on my Instagram, Very Gay Clown. Fine. I'll um, take it too, at Jensen Titus. And also I'm on Twitter under Nick Shep. You can find it from any of these many Twitter accounts. Um... And we've had such a great baking time with all of you. My knickers are in a twist. And my biscuits have gone down the lift and in the boot of my car. I'm going to stop recording. Everything's lovely and sweet. All right. (laughs) Ta-ta.